I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not and, as um, simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more know, doors. The show is called The Deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. The OG of Jets podcasting and vlogging is back. Just when I thought I was out, they pulled me back in. This is There's Always Next Year with Brian Bassett. I'm back. The real me. Let's not not make a whole thing of it. And his co-hosts, Chef Travis Milton. Today we're going to be making the students my tasty baked ziti with basil and fresh mozzarella. And Josh Conrad. Oh, my brother, testify. On Play Like a Jet Digital. Welcome back to There's Always Next Year. I'm your host, Brian Bassett. You can follow me on Twitter at Brian underscore Bassett. And with me are Josh Conrad, who you can find on Twitter at Josh underscore Conrad, and Travis Milton, who you can find on Twitter at Dash 37 Board 27, and all the other socials. Uh, but, gentlemen, eh, this is the day after <laughs> the Jets played the Cowboys, uh, lost in a stunning fashion. Uh, to the Dallas Cowboys after such a uh, you know high moment of of exultation after the after the Bills win, um, but you know coming down from that now playing the Dallas Cowboys losing thirty to ten, Jets fall to one and one, head into uh, week three now about to play the New England Patriots, but that game was sobering. I think that's probably the the best thing I can say, and we're going to get into all of it. Um, but Josh, like I wanted to just talk to you a little bit, of, and and Travis, you too. But uh, Josh, just kind of give us a little perspective on kind of what just happened, and kind of what people are feeling. I think we're all in different chats and discussions with you know friends or seeing stuff on Twitter or you know wherever we are. Mm. Like, I mean, <laughs> understanding and you know the soul of of humans is is kind of your job. So, so just talk a little bit about why people are kind of, you know, yeah, feeling the way they are on Monday and Tuesday. Hundred um, percent. The the famous theologian Ted Lasso famously said, uh, "It's the hope that kills you." And um, when we put that hope in 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 temporal things, um, your job, your uh, your relationships, your car, your house, like those things are typically depreciating all around you. Um, and so I think, I think the cumulative effect when it comes to sports teams, being jet fans um, is if you tie your identity so, so, so closely to things that you cannot control um, it's, it's pretty perilous to, to do that. Like you are, you're, you're risking your, your mental health, you're risking the, the good status of your relationship. Um, you, you lose all perspective. If, if this is the number one or number two or chief's top five signifiers of who you are as a person is the team that you're rooting for on a Sunday. Um, and if they fail and fail and fail and then give you a little bit of hope and then fail again, um, it can really, really actually affect you in a number of different ways. And so um, different Jet fans we've talked to the last couple of days, I think sharing um, not just coping mechanisms, although those are important, but 
how having a wider perspective of your life more than just the three hours on a Sunday are so important. Um, like I want to root like crazy for the Jets and scream when they do things that I don't understand or don't make sense. But um, <laughs> I have to be able to I have to be able to leave that and then go, oh, yeah, I've got I've got twin boys that are looking at me for how do I learn to be a man and how do I yeah. deal with my emotions in healthy ways and um, not get so tied in. One of the guys said, you know, I one of the things that he felt was handed down to him was that when, when his dad's team, I think his dad was a jet fan. When, when that team would lose a game, he wouldn't talk to the family for the rest of the day. And he's like, I, I internalized that. It really felt like I had done something wrong and I had lost my father's approval and I don't want to do that to my kids. I don't want to live that way. And um, that's a healthy thing to recognize. Yes. My goodness. Like, like a hard thing to live with in the midst of it. Yeah. Healthy perspective, friends, the hope will kill you. Um, and so if, if the hope is in lesser things, um, beware because it's at some point going to let you down. Um, and, and you're going to be scrambling and not talking to your family for two days and passing on trauma to your kid. So Jeff and a little wider perspective today. Yeah. Travis, you're, uh, you're less, um, uh, emotionally <laughs> evolved than, than Josh and you, you and I both, you and I both are less emotionally evolved than Josh. So yeah. How are you, how are you feeling today? Are you feeling, I'm good. How I mean, are you I'm... coping with this? I'm uh, I'm pretty buy, open buy about more Jordans. What's happening? What's happening? You know yeah. that is that that is something that happens a lot. Uh, my therapist and I talk a lot about retail therapy, um, mm-hmm. but also you know uh, that that also kind of factors in. I, I talk about mental health pretty openly because I'm a big ball of of a mess of 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 all of it. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I have ASD. I have OCD stemming from that. You mm-hmm. know, I'm on Zoloft. I uh, I got all kinds of, of, I got more issues than Sports Illustrated. Um, <laughs> and on top of that, if you guys didn't notice, I really yeah. like to complain. Um, yeah. So, uh, bizarrely, uh, my therapist tells me that the Jets are, are like the perfect, perfect thing for me because complaining is very, very cathartic for me. I complain mm-hmm. a lot. I, you know, I, I, I focus my, my emotions that also goes with asd i i tend to to focus and obsess on things like air jordans and stuff like that uh but the jets always give me the opportunity to complain um i uh which which puts me in a happy place somehow um so and when they win you know that I'm, I'm happy because they won so it's, it's just right. like a, a a perfect case scenario for me that that they are the 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 beautiful trash in my life that i uh I'm I'm like a a, a a raccoon that's just valuing this thing that everyone thinks. <laughs> I love it. A steaming turd that I love for all of its flaws. Um, yeah. So it's your trash. It's your trash. Yeah. No, I exactly I hear that. It, yeah, and I think that's a thing that I try and I try and figure out. Right. Like, how do I, Josh? To your point, how do I model this in my house with you know a now teenage son and you know almost you know whatever very quickly growing daughters and. What do I do when I'm watching the game? How do I react to things? You know, can I walk away for it from it for you know ten minutes to you know whatever twenty minutes to go have dinner? You know, what look what am I what am I doing? What am I modeling? What am I what am I sharing with them? And so yeah, I I think about that and and it's like it's really hard. It's really hard, <laughs> and I don't mm-hmm. want to do it. And I I want to throw things. I want to do all that kind of thing. But but you know like I mean. Yes. Uh, you know, people, I've said this before, but people often ask me, like, my son is a football fan too. And they're like, oh, do you, you know, is he a Jets fan? And I'm like, hell no. Like, let him, you know, choose his own, you know, you know, desperate, you know, pain in, in his own life. I'll, I'll let him, you know, life is fraught enough for a teenage boy. Like, let's not give him more things to make him you know, more, uh, <laughs> more troubled. So, but yeah, like just, yeah, just to say like, this sucks. It's hard. I know we've been building this up and, you know, like for, for months and hard knocks was great and all that. And, you know, we're going to deal with all the, the things that happen. And I think, I think the first place that I want to start in this, in this whole situation is watching the game and watching it unfold and watching what the offense was doing, watching what the defense was doing and, and all that sort of thing. Like, it really made clear to me what an Aaron Rodgers sized hole is currently mm-hmm. in this organization to steal a phrase from, uh, I think, uh, philosopher, uh, Pascal. Uh, but mm. the, but the, the idea that, um, I don't, I don't want to talk about Zach Wilson right now. We'll, we'll get to that. But what I do want to talk about is 
you know, when you've got protection issues or when you've got personnel packages or when you've got, you know, choices made on who you're going to distribute the ball to, or, you know, when you try and figure out how are we going to, you know, scheme up ways to protect against, you know, Micah Parsons, like Aaron, Aaron Rodgers would have factored, you know, massively into that. And so now we're left with kind of, you know, all the stuff that's kind of spinning out of control as a result of that. And I, I, I'm not putting this on Zach Wilson. I'm just talking about the organization as a whole. So, so I think like, let's start with the offensive line because I mean, you know, the, the, the game starts off Travis, uh, you know, like in the first series, like I was cringing and putting my fingers over my eyes. Cause like I could barely watch a snap because it was so painful to watch him drop back and like, you know, the, the pockets immediately collapsing and he's trying to stand in there, but he's also trying to hold the ball too long. And so like, but just like talk about the offensive line, what was happening, like, you know, Dwayne Brown, like in Tomlinson, like, what are we doing about this group or what, it, what, what went wrong yesterday? Is there anything they could have um, done different? And then, okay. If there are things that you could have done different, what do we need to do going forward at this point? I really don't understand the matchup of Keith Carter and uh, Nathaniel Hackett. That's one That's one big uh, conundrum I've had since those two hires. Um, I, I've never really liked Keith Carter. Um, you, you've got two coaches right there, two offensive coaches that's, that they're, the entirety of their success is tied to an individual player. Keith Carter with Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry made that line look good. Um, mm-hmm. an aging line in Tennessee. Uh, and then you've got Nathaniel Hackett, who's, you know, the entirety of his his uh, success is really kind of tied to Aaron Rodgers. Uh, though I do like Nathaniel Hackett a little more than, uh, well, definitely more than Keith Carter. Um, you know, you've got, it's not conflicting ideologies. It's just kind of, it just feels like there's too much autonomy there. It feels like, um, it's really just an eggs in one basket kind of thing. They, I feel like, I feel like we looked at Aaron Rodgers as a fix all for everything because if you look at this team, it's not really different than last year in any way, shape, or form. It's the same team. Um, we swapped out a safety, um, mm-hmm. and that's really about it. But the offensive the line is largely the same. Okay, maybe it's yeah, a little healthier than it was line. last year. But that's it. Yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, it really didn't change outside of Beckton coming back and playing a position that he's not supposed that that he's that that's not his natural position. Um, I really don't understand why they 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 didn't. Uh, you know, I think I brought this up at one point or another. Slide Tipman in at guard or slide. McC- I think I, I think I actually mm-hmm. suggested sliding McGovern over to guard. Um, right. You, you play uh, moving, Tipman at center, Beckton, move McGovern to guard. Yeah. Yeah. Move Beckton to, you know, his, his, his rightful place at left tackle, put Vera Tucker who had great success at right tackle last year. And now you've got, now you've got a line that's pretty good. And, and Lake and Tomlinson is your weakest spot. Um, McGovern has looked terrible this year. He looked terrible in the first game. He looked even, he looked atrocious. Um, yesterday, uh, Lake and Tomlinson has been absolute dog shit since he stepped foot in the, uh, the, mm-hmm. in Florham park. Um, and then, like I said, you know, a couple weeks ago with, with, uh, us talking about hard knocks, these guys have a ceiling that we're, we're expecting them to somehow miraculously be higher than like that. Wayne Brown is old. He's coming off soldier sur- shoulder surgery, like literally three weeks ago. Like he just got back onto the the roster. I yeah, guess. he's not even like in condition. Like he's not you, you know conditioned as he would be if he had a full off season or whatever. Yeah, you can't expect these guys to be in pass pro that often when it's already not their strong suit against Micah Parsons and that defensive line, because that defensive line is pretty goddamn good, too. I think we all saw that. Oh, and, yeah. And, you know, it just seems like the team is all – it's all – it's eggs – all their eggs in one basket on both sides. If the defensive yeah. line doesn't get any push, doesn't get get home on the defense, our defense is terrible. It's all predicated off that. If if our offensive line can't can't protect – 
we've got nothing because you know uh, we'll get to Zach Wilson later, obviously, but but they're not even giving him a chance to show if he has progressed at all because you know they're 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 actually pushing him to regress because if he doesn't have time to to do anything, you know it's terrible. And if you're not running the ball, you're not focusing on that, which I don't freaking get. Um, you know, it, it, it was just a poor game plan, poor coaching. Mm-hmm. And, and again, like I, I can't have any expectations other than what I saw last year, because it's the same damn team at this point. Josh thoughts on kind of what you saw yesterday. Let's keep it on the offensive side of the ball for, for now. Sorry. Uh, yep. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's it's great. Fine, no, because it all comes together. And I think that that's fine, but yeah, I want to start there and I want to kind of dive in on some of the skill players. After Josh answers, that's mm-hmm. that's the only reason. But yeah, that you're fine. Travis, yeah. to talk about other stuff. Yeah, yeah, and and to, like the eggs, all the eggs in one basket thing that you said right off the top there, Trap. Like it's sh- it's showing up right now. Like all the eggs were in the basket of Rogers having the capability of a 17 game plus season going into the postseason fully healthy, and if he's not healthy then this is fundamentally a different team. And so to turn around from the roller coaster of last Monday, um, going to Dallas, a very good disciplined team, um, you, like w- was able to let Ezekiel Elliott go and somehow got better. Um, Micah Parsons is an absolute beast. Like we're, we're going into the belly of, of a beast mm-hmm. of a team in as a team in flux. And that's, you know, maybe we tricked ourselves into thinking that, man, our skill at all of these different areas. I know, Brad, you want to go to skill position. So, mm-hmm. like, the skill at every position, coupled with all the eggs in the basket of Aaron Rodgers, meant Super Bowl possibilities. And we're seeing the other side of that, which is when when, when everything's predicated on a guy that builds an offensive line but had the benefit of, you know, arguably the best running back of the last 10, 15 years – and Derrick Henry and the guy who, you know, built his whole resume off the arm of Aaron Rodgers. If you, if you take away Derrick Henry and Aaron Rodgers, what are you left with? And, uh, you know, that's not to say we don't have guys in position. Brees is a beast and we didn't use him yesterday. The offensive yeah. line is, you know, shifting how they're probably even scheming things up without Aaron back there, but with a guy like Zach, who's going to move around a little bit more um, and has shown some skittishness. I know we'll get to Zach, but you know, it's, it's not just a simple X, X plus Y equals Z thing here. Like it's, it's so intertwined and you've made the whole team around really bringing in a guy like Aaron Rodgers, adopting a completely different offensive philosophy than what we've done the last couple of years. Um, And then to take that main player off the stage fundamentally changes everything about what's going on on stage. And so that's what we're seeing right now. That's why I think we all feel and are seeing a team that is frustrated. You got guys on social tweeting stuff and then deleting it. Guys saying stuff at the podium. Mm-hmm. Guys not sure what the direction is going forward. And so it does come back to coaching. It does come down to Sala setting the direction, figuring out who this team is going to be. Because there's still 15 more games this season. We still have a whole bunch of football to play. Um, and we, if we don't rally quickly, then it's going to be a whole lot of what you just said. Everything we saw the last two years all over again. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. When it comes to the Jets, you know, and I understand why the team brings Alan Lazard here. I understand why they bring Randall Cobb here. Uh, you know, and Lazard's a good player, right? And and he's, you know, he's, uh, you know, producing, he's he's catching a couple balls, you know, he's right by the sideline, he's, you know, getting first downs, you know, even if it's just two to three catches a game, whatever, fine. Um, you know, Randall Cobb is out there roughly half the time. Um, and my question is, I understand why that happened last week, but like, why are we continuing to do this now? Is he really better than whoever else the, the team has at this point? Like you're putting him out there half, half the snaps to what? I mean, not <laughs> the, the reason you bring in Randall Cobb is because he has, you know, he's simpatico 
with with Aaron Rodgers and he knows where to sit down in a in a soft zone or whatever. Randall Cobb does not have that relationship with Zach Wilson. So like, what are you gaining out of that over playing somebody else or running a different formation? And so, right. I think a lot of people kind of the film grinder folks and respect, respect film grinders. Um, a lot of people are wondering why we're not seeing more Jeremy Rucker. Why are we, you know, seeing use of CJ Uzoma? Uh, why are, you know, who's, I mean, he's only seeing roughly like 30% of the snaps anyway, but Ruckert's maybe seeing, you know, single digit or, you know, low double digit, uh, percentage of snaps um you know conklin of that group is kind of the most he's the he's the most swiss army knife of that of that <laughs> tight end room um but yeah i mean it's it's hard to figure out and then you've got you know um you know right the, the whole bruce hall situation and look i get it you know he's coming back from injury but you know when when you're kind of stack ranking the the number of snaps that you know that players saw on offense now i will i will go through these so uh, from the running backs room, you know, here's, here's the number. So the, the team had 47 offensive snaps. So that's not very many. Um, you know, the, the other side of the ball, they had over 80, um, yeah, 87, I think. So, but, but in uh, Dalvin cook had 17, Brees Hall had 16 and then Michael Carter had 15. Uh, and, you know, there was, I don't think there's anybody else from the running back room active for the day, but, but, but the point is like, I get it. It's kind of they're 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 get the ball's getting away from them. If you know if you actually look at it, you know Brees Hall between the the four carries and the um, you know I think he had a couple targets, but they were they were not. I don't think they were caught. Uh, you know he actually had compared to the number of snap counts, he actually touched the ball a lot for for the number of, of snaps he was out there. But right, I also think the question of like what wh- why are you not using him? And I, and I think that's another thing. Like, why are they not throwing running back screens more? Why are they not doing things that would seem to work better against us? And maybe it was just they didn't have the time to set them up. I mean, you know, we, I don't know. Like, it, it to me, it seems like, well, you know, we, we, we had the same criticism of Adam Gase when he was here, right, guys? It's like, what has Adam mm-hmm. Gase done other than been the Madden heads-up display for Peyton Manning? And I'm not going to say that's exactly true with Nathaniel Hackett, but like, you know, it tracks where he had a great offense when he was working with Aaron Rodgers, when Rodgers was, you know, at the, you know, the kind of his, his late prime. Um, and then he goes, you know, to Denver last year and, you know, it just blows up. So, 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 but, but right. I think the point here is like Aaron Rodgers is a governor or kind of a regulator for what Nathaniel Hackett is uh, and maybe he can check the worst impulses of someone like Nathaniel Hackett, but Zach Wilson's never going to do that. But so, so like just in terms of Hackett, does Hackett know enough about his personnel to scheme this right or to, you know, put the right players out there? Like, what, what do you think, Travis? I think uh, everything about this game is an overreaction. Uh, I think it's an overreaction yeah. on our part um, as fans, because, you know, I, I, I really kind of thought coming through this first six game stretch, which is brutal, we were going to be yep. 500. Um, I really didn't expect us to beat the Cowboys or the Eagles. Did I expect us to play as poorly as we did? No. Um, but, you know, I think a lot was made. Um, I'm going to talk, I've, I've already talked a lot about Keith Carter. I'm going to keep going. Uh, a lot was <laughs> made uh, about him and his cut blocks, um, which are the way he predicates uh screen passes mm-hmm. within you know his portion of the offense and with all all the spotlight being shown on that with the injury to Rodgers I didn't see a lot of that which is what the offensive line has been working on you know this whole time so these screens that they should have been running you know a lot of these these touches these short passes that would have given Wilson a lot, of, a lot more security, maybe more time, maybe gotten the offensive line off to a better start, um, was not there because they completely mm. went the opposite way from what I saw. I could be wrong. I could have missed some some plays, but I don't remember a lot of those cut blocks um, that were kind of built into the offense that we saw in that first game. Um, and within that also, you know, you, you touched on this, what did we really expect, you know, with, with Aaron Rodgers being out of there? Aaron Rodgers, a lot has been made about the fact that his relationship with Hackett is that Hackett gives him 
flexibility to change the plays, which we mm-hmm. all know he oftentimes does. Zach Wilson doesn't know that offense that well. So we're getting just pure Hackett as opposed to Hackett giving options to somebody and then them reading what's going on. Zach Wilson doesn't have that ability, um, or at least not yet, if, if you want to get hopeful right. about it. Uh, and nowhere near that level that Aaron Rodgers has in this offense or just period. So I think a lot of this is complete and utter overreaction. It's overreaction on the, the players' parts, too, because – they, they're in a similar boat that we were. They had huge expectations for this season. And yeah. it got dashed last week because it was all predicated off Aaron Rodgers. And this week was just sobering week of, okay, we're back to square one. And it's there's some rage to that. There's mental, you know, we talked about this in the open. They're working through it however they can, whether it be lashing out on Twitter, where, whether it be, you know, being pissy with, uh, the reporters, but you know the the hopes is that that Salah can rally that, and and if Rogers is there in any capacity, can squash it, and and hopefully we can carry forward. So I, I think everything about this game was an overreaction, how it was played, how we're viewing it, you know, all of it. Mm. Yeah, I think that's a great point, and yeah, I should have said that at the top, but I didn't. Like, um, and Josh, I'm curious what you think about this, like. Dallas is, you know, co- coming into this game and going through this game, like I haven't looked at any power rankings on Monday, but I have to imagine Dallas is number one in at least half of them, right? Like, and purely because of the way they dominated the Giants and then again, the way they dominated the Jets. Are the Jets and the Giants the same level of team as Dallas? No, but Dallas is like, I mean, legendarily good like you know on paper and if you're just looking at efficiency and kind of projections of who and what this team is and and we saw it you know we saw all of it on Sunday against the against the Jets and you know Micah Parsons can't be stopped and just there is no end to to this team that Deck Prescott is you know kind of in that great window of where he's certainly he's had you know physical issues in the past but They've got a good team there, uh, you know, on both sides of the ball. And this team is going to be around all season. So, like, I do not feel bad losing to one of the one of the top four teams in the NFL. Right. Like and dominantly best teams in the NFL. Right. Like so I like. Yeah, I like you, Travis. I did not expect that they were going to come out and, you know, what if they win? And like, I mean, yeah, maybe that'd be great. But like this team is really good. And so I'm like, this is not the classic Cowboys team that, you know, I mean, I don't know, maybe they will fail in the playoffs, but like, I think this is going to be an utterly dominant team. You know, them and the the Niners will, you know, and the Eagles will be the class of the NFC. Um, And so, yeah, like we got them early and we got, we got, got good by this team. But yeah, like when I think about the Patriots, when I think about who they are as a team, they're not even half the team that we just saw. So, so Josh, yeah, how do you kind of put in perspective? Mm-hmm. It's still early and it's hard to know what the Jets are playing, but how do you put into perspective what we saw yesterday? And yeah, it, was it as bad as we saw or was it just that they are so good? No, Travis, Travis nailed it. Like it, it's an overreaction on just about everybody's part. I think even the overreaction going into the game, what we kept hearing was that they had trimmed down, um, you know, especially on the offensive side. Down, trim down the plays to um, what Zach was comfortable with. Um, and that's why I think, I think everything felt and looked so vanilla and so just like, you know, like not, there was no creativity. There was very little other than, you know, one, one, one really great 60 something yarder to, to Garrett Wilson. Um, everything looked and felt very kind of generic. And so uh, the overreaction in the scheme to bring it way down, um, maybe went a little bit touched too far as well. Um, and that is a very, very good team who, let's just be frank, did not go undergo a catastrophic injury to their roster um, in game one, four, four plays in. And so tempering expectations is crucial. But if you even go back and remember when we looked at the full schedule um, before the before the season started, we talked about how brutal – um, these opening couple of weeks were going to mm-hmm. be. Um, yep. We 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 mentioned like if you just take a look at the first six weeks of this season, there's probably at least three losses that we were penciling in. We were yes. not 
planning on beating the Bills. We were not planning on beating the Cowboys or the Chiefs or the Eagles. And then it kind of loosens up from there. Obviously, New England, Denver, the Giants right now, the Chargers keep losing games, the Raiders, those are winnable games. And then toward the back of the season, I mean, that's looking a little tougher again. So Dolphins, Commanders, Browns, Patriots, like there's, there's winnable games in here, but we did not see a lot of them in the first six weeks. Now, we also thought we'd have Aaron Rodgers for those six weeks, so there is a little <laughs> bit of, of, of correction we have to make to our own expectations. But the team is just it's, it's reeling. It's trying to figure out out of a short week already going on the road to a top three, top five team in the NFL, how are we going to be competitive? I'm not exactly shocked if they weren't competitive. It's just the lack of it, – it, it's, I think we're all having some flashbacks. I think as a, as a fan base, we're just having flashbacks. Um, to the last couple of years, I think some of that is correct. I think some of that is overreaction. Um, but I, 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 I want to remind us that we did not see a lot of wins early in this schedule year. Mm -hmm. That's a great point. Yeah, I think that that's exactly right. Yeah, even with Rodgers, this was going to be a tough first six weeks. Um, so, so yeah. Um, what, what, what else? What else? Uh, kind of did we see in this game? I mean, I think, I think you, you kind of alluded to it, but Brees Hall. Uh, had put up a post of I think it was four football four footballs. football emojis. Yep. Uh, a, a tweet of that, and then quickly, you know, took it down. Uh, you know, not not too long after that, and you know, after the game, you know, basically said like, "Look, you know, we abandoned the run." Yeah, I mean, and he's he's just saying what happened, right? Which is true. They did. They got behind, and so they abandoned the run, and they, you know, they didn't do it. And I mean, it was hard for them to get any you know, even create any, any lanes for, for a running game anyway, but like Travis, what do you think about, you know, I'm not, I'm not specifically asking about Brees, but I'm more about his usage. Like what, what should we have seen yesterday from him? And I mean, you know, his reaction is his reaction and I get it. He's a young man and he's a dog and he wants to play and he, you know, he wants to contribute and he wants to try and help out the team. I get all that, but yeah. What, why would you only, if you have, you know, th there's a great, um, I'm going to paraphrase this quote, but C.S. Lewis is talking about um, like defending, you know, how do you defend something? Like, how do you defend a lion? And he says, like, you, you don't defend a lion. Like, uh, uh, how do you defend a lion in a cage? And uh, and the, the the response is, you don't defend the lion in a cage. You let it out, right? You let it out of the cage. That's how you, that's the lion will defend itself. And so, so right. I kind of feel like that with Brees Hall, where you have this lion in this cage. What are you doing? So, like, do you feel like that was just the way the game went or like, did they just forget they had brace hall? What happened there? Overreaction. They got behind okay. quick yeah. and they just okay. started throwing the ball. You know, okay. I can't stress that word enough. Um, I'm not worried about Brees. Uh, you know, when he starts uh, posting uh, lyrics to Kate Bush songs uh, on his Twitter, <laughs> like that's when I'll start worrying. Um, Get really worried. Yeah. You know, I think, yeah, yeah. I think the, the whole, Twitter reaction thing is is always overblown. I mean, you know, when, when it starts getting cryptic, that's when you got to worry. Um, but in regards to his usage, you know, he, he is on a pitch count, and I get it. He doesn't want to be. He wants to be out there. He wants to be doing more. He thinks he can. And you said it last, last podcast, one of Salah's biggest jobs is protecting the players from themselves. Like, he – I know he wants to, I know, and and he wouldn't be at the level he is if he didn't have that confidence in himself. But that's mm -hmm. where the coaching comes into play. Like he, you know, as as underwhelming as Dalvin Cook has been, you know, maybe it's a little more Michael Carter time. Uh, you know, he flashed kind of his rookie year uh, quality of play in in preseason. Um, but the biggest, but you know, Brees doesn't need to be out there more now mm. should he have gotten the ball more when he was out there absolutely the uh I, I feel like they didn't use him well at all and it, and it goes back to uh they just got the Jets just went on their heels immediately um mm -hmm. and they never came back they never came back to the run and never really tried it which which blew my mind at the very least coming out of out of the half they I, I would have immediately gone back to it because you know again not trying to harp on Zach Wilson, because I know that I do that more than enough. We all do that more than enough. But you know, how are you gonna how are you gonna rest the comeback on his shoulders? Like you've you've got you've got Brees, you've got Dalvin. It was just 
yeah, yeah. just got on their heels and, and got lost in it, which, which sucks. It does suck. Um, Josh, any, any other kind of big themes or thoughts from this game that you had coming out of the game? The, the thing defensively I wanted to talk about, Sauce, Sauce had an interesting quote about someone had asked him, obviously the, the Jets, you know, they, they don't, at least in their secondary, don't traditionally track wide receivers in coverage. Um, you're playing your side of the field, and it is, it is what it is. And then someone asked Sauce, hey, is that a place where you go to the coaches and say, like, hey, man, this guy, is he's lighting us up. Like, can I just – can I stick to him a little bit more? Um, and he said, yeah, like, that's, that's a place for me to kind of speak up to what I'm seeing, what I feel like I can do. Um, it'll be interesting to see if there's an adjustment there. Like, do they give Sauce a little bit more roaming creativity um, I, I think he's under that. Um, I, I, I don't think that it's an unreasonable thing to um, go to your coaches and say, like, I'm I'm a very good corner. Like, can I just go cover CD Lamb for a little bit um, and, and just kind of kind of hopefully slow down their offense? Obviously, that 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 has a lot of implications for what that means for DJ Reed, what it means for the safeties, what it means for the protection or for the pass rush up front. So, like, there's changes that need to be made. Um, and schematically, one of the ones is your best players are asking for the ball they're asking to yeah. cover the other guy's number one wide receiver um i think sala is wise right now to listen and take that in and scheme up some new stuff because you can't just go into well we're just gonna give it a couple weeks and see what happens i think you've got guys that are asking for more of an ownership stake in the team and these are guys that have proven you know it's not dalvin cook showing four football emojis asking for the ball more um it's 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 a very good hungry running back it's sauce very respectfully going hey that is a place for me as a leader on this team to go talk to the coaches and say like hey can we do something a little bit different here um i think those are young voices that solid does wise to listen to right now and make some adjustments defensively and offensively uh going into, into the patriots and then going into the rest of the season yeah it's a good point and if you watch hard knocks like if you remember you know Jeff Albrecht, you know, had this, you know, impassioned speech where he's talking to the defense and he says, like, you know, he says, I hate do your job, you know, whatever he says, like, you know, that's stupid. Like, you know, you need to do your job. But what if you did a little bit more? So, like, if if Sauce comes to him and say, hey, I'm doing my job, I want to do a little bit more. And Jeff Albrecht says, nah, I'm good. Like, then you're not even, you know, like, do as I say, not as I do. Right. Like. So, I mean, I'm not trying to trash Jeff Ulbrich here. I'm just saying, like, that's what you're telling your players. And, and you know, maybe Sauce, you know, he didn't even ask. I know there was another quote in there where he didn't even – he at least he says he did not realize how much Lamb had, you know, really been hurting them over the course of the game. Like, I don't know how you play the almost the entirety of the game and not realize, you know, how much uh, CeeDee Lamb was, was hurting them because he had, like, 11 or more catches – um, but, but yeah, that, that's fine. He's just, he's doing his job, but like, I think he's asking to do a little bit more and yeah, if his coaches can't honor that, then that's not sauce's problem. Like that's a, that's a problem right. with coaches. And, and I think they ought to respect that. Yeah. As you say, and honor that and find a way to get him, you know, into those positions. And the, the good news is you get the Patriots. Like, I mean, who's their top receiver, Kendrick Bourne. Like, I mean, come on, come on. Like, you know, juju? It, it, like that the, ju- oh, yeah, juju. Yeah. Great. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he's too busy. He's too busy inventing new TikTok dances or whatever. So don't worry about juju. Like, um, like I they do say, not I, have, I, I disagree yeah, with both y'all. <laughs> really? Yeah. Okay. Why? Uh, wholeheartedly. You don't change the system for a person. Um, you, you've got to stick to the system. That's, uh, that's like me having a server. That's really, really great that wants to take on two more tables in their, their, you know, that, that has, you know, a, a five table section in the, in the dining room, they're waiting on five tables. Uh, if you don't know how restaurants work like that, your servers have sections and it's like these tables are that servers and that's their responsibility. You've got a really good server and they want to take on two more tables. So now you've got the entirety of the, of the team going, okay, not, not looking at it going, okay, yeah, they're great. They deserve that. They're going, well, what 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 the fuck do you think about me? Like you're taking shit, right. you're taking shit out okay. of my mouth. Um, so number one, you're 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 starting a little bit of shit with all of the other players on defense. Number two, um, you've been you've been working within this system. This system is is 
proven that it works most of the time. You don't tweak it by moving the safeties. You tweak it by, as Salah has said, I said, you said, it's all predicated off of the front. You start working on making sure that the front is is doing what they're supposed to do, and that's what's going to make Sauce look good. He, do, he does not need to be switching sides, roving with a receiver. Rex Ryan's offense was predicated on that. His offense was predicated on the fact that the, the – He worked back to front. Yeah, exactly. his defense worked back to Cornerbacks front. Cornerbacks created – time because they were so damn good and they good were point. on everybody that they gave the defensive line time that is the opposite of what our our defensive yeah. uh, style is and and messing with that on the back end is only going to be trouble uh i get it and again going back to it's it's Salah's it's Salah's place to protect the player from from themselves i know that sauce is confident he just won rookie of the year They've they've been built up, hyped up all offseason. These players think that they are utterly the shit, and and a lot of them it is founded. But that doesn't mean you change the entire style of how you play Fair. because Sauce thinks that he yeah. is better than DJ Reed. Rather, That's rather you say, slope. okay, we we've got the left side locked or the right side locked. Like we we understand what it's going to look like over here. Yeah, there's going to be some completions, but. But largely, we know that's under control, so we can deploy our asset cells where we can we can shade our our safeties to the other side or bring and, them up. Yeah, you know, and within the that, box we had or whatever. two safeties. Yeah. We had two safeties go down at multiple points in the game. That part of that was going to be help for DJ Reed. You know, Sauce is the lockdown. Like you can't look at this and go, it would have been better if Sauce was moving over here, moving that. He yeah. probably would have. He probably would have been exposed almost as much as DJ Reed in those situations. DJ Reed is a damn good corner. Uh, he is a top four or five corner in the league, in my opinion. You can't look at sauce and go, he's that much better than DJ Reed. Yeah, um, that's fair. When, yeah, when, the, fair. when there were multiple reasons that the scheme broke down within that and none of which right. were on DJ Reed or sauce garden. Yeah, and he's got help or whatever. Yeah, yeah, I, I hear you. That's I'll fair. say it Trump, one more time. It's, it's just overreaction. Overreaction. <laughs> Trump, but it just sounds so much more fun to me. I just yeah, want to see what something do. I'm thank just, you. No, it's you. fun. You, you probably are now, right. Jumping <laughs> off a cliff with a 40 of Mad Dog's fun, too. I, I Believe you me, I've done it, but the aftermath wasn't. <laughs> Your 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 therapist is going to be so proud of you when she listens to this podcast or he listens to this podcast. I'm so happy! For I know you sound great, Trav. I'm just I'm proud of you. The, I'm not the one that that's that's overreacting. I'm telling everyone else they yeah. are. You're not getting fights over cheesy bread. I mean, I love this new Travis. Exactly, it's great. great. Uh, all right, okay. We, we have not. We've kind of pitched around, and now it's time to pitch right at uh, Zach Wilson. Like. It was tough to watch this game. Uh, it was it was hard to watch uh, for lots of reasons. His play was certainly one of those reasons. But you know, I, I do not want to lay this entirely on his feet. Like you know, I mean, I have been out on Zach Wilson, you know, uh, hate and Zach Wilson corner for for a long time. You know, I've been out on that corner for a long time. But like you know, Micah Parsons was unstoppable. Um, Zach Wilson had some great scrambles, you know, when they were playing, when the, the defense was playing with their back to the ball, um, you know, he, he ate them alive. And I think he, he had did some really good work. You know, he was situationally aware, knew when to slide, you know, just take the yards and go down. Um, you know, I, I liked what I saw from Zach Wilson in some of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, once he's playing from behind and they've abandoned the run and he's, you know, forcing the ball into, into spots. Like, you know, it kind of broke down in all the, you know, typical ways that we're used to seeing, but, but at the same time, like it, it was close in the first half. So like, I'm trying to find ways to give this guy credit. Um, and, and right. And I think as we talked about, like he wasn't maybe schemed into the best spot and they weren't doing a lot of like double protections on Micah Parsons or kind of, you know, Whatever it was, like just whatever the opposite of a spy is, like an offensive spy, like, hey, you're a fullback, sit in the backfield here, just find heat seek, heat seek Mike, Micah Parsons on this play. Like he just did not have a lot of help. 
Um, and then, right, you're putting Randall Cobb out there half the time, you know, and Uzoma, and they're just soaking up snaps out of the slot or whatever they're doing that's not helping. Um, because you're, you've got these guys in the slot, they're not great receivers, and you're not running the ball. So what's the point? Like, well, he's Uzoma's a great blocker. Okay, great. Well, that's great if you're actually running the ball, but you're not running. So, so I don't know. Was Zach Wilson, Josh, set up to fail or, or, or what? Mm. No. You know what? No, Josh, I'm not going to ask you. I want to go with Travis first because <laughs> he's been he's been overreaction guy. So let's get him. Let's get him first and then we'll get you. And you can tell him he's overreacting. How about that? Zach Wilson, that was, set up to be, Zach yeah. Wilson was set up to be Zach Wilson. Um, <laughs> plain and simple. It's the most Mike like, Tomlin quote of we, all time. We, yeah. <laughs> I mean, with – He's a known commodity. I mean, he he was set up to be Zach Wilson, and uh, and I mean that in a good way and a bad way. Um, he was he was put in the position to have those RPOs where he was taking off and running, which has been stressed by Aaron Rodgers to him. Use your legs more, and and he was successful in that, which I think really helped him have four instead of nine interceptions. Um, the way he looked in that game. But the, the biggest thing is uh, you, you touched on it. We were Jeremy Ruckert. I don't know why he wasn't in the game. Uzama, good blocker. Yeah. Jeremy Ruckert is showing to be an elite level blocking tight end um, who also has some pretty good uh, receiving times. Yeah. Like high is, level he athletics. Is, yeah. He is, he, you know, you, you, you look at Conklin as a Swiss army, like, Rucker is going to be that, and it and they have to let him be that. And you know, in those circumstances, would he have helped out some sometimes? Um, if you want to put a tight end out there on on pass pro, but the the, the offensive line played like shit. You'll you will never be able to know if he had had a little bit more time. Would he have done better? Because I didn't see it in the first game. Um, I think, uh, again, the word overreaction. We were all just so elated mm. that we won that no one wanted to talk about Zach Wilson. Yeah, yeah, we saw a, some positives out of that. But that's like looking at a, a failing relationship and going, yeah, well, you know, she she put away some clothes and, uh, you know, she she took me out to dinner. So I think we're on a we're we're, we're doing good. Um <laughs> <laughs> right you know yeah, I, yeah. I, you, you you can't and and also he he hasn't been given the time to get better within what we are hoping helps him better he's had one off season with aaron Rodgers. he has not been able to sit behind him he is thrown back out there and i guarantee you he will start to regress if we keep putting him in these situations and he is not going to be remotely fixable Mm. Josh, what do but you think? I still think he's the best option we have right now. Yeah. 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 Right now, right now is a very operative word there. Here, Here's, I don't want to do the thing we've done do for it. three years. I do don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. I'm going to do it a little bit. So do he, he's not the guy. I'm, I'm he, the, he's just not the guy. He's not the guy. Uh, oh, you're not that no. guy. You're, you're not that guy, pal. Uh, he's not the guy. But, Everything Travis just said is also true, that the setup, the way that the timeline has worked, nothing has helped him not not be the guy either. So I, there are some caveats. There are, like, this is not just straight out, Zach sucks, get him out, blah, blah, blah. I do feel that way. But but to Travis's point, he's, he's not been given what he thought he was going to get, which was a full season, maybe two, behind one of the five or ten best quarterbacks of all time to learn how do I actually change the way I see the field, the way that I go through my, um, my, my options. What am I reading? Like if you're, you know, even go go back to hard knocks, the, the coaching thing that they did. He said, listen, if you get to that second read, you got to go. Um, and mm-hmm. then seeing Zach do that in a game successfully, like we saw those little glimpses of what he was going to get for two years. Um, and then four plays into the first game, it all changed. And he was just thrown back out there. Um, the overcorrection, I think we just talked about it, all the scheme, all the stuff, everything felt off in that Dallas game. I'm hopefully going to see the pendulum swing back to a place of, hey, like you got to make some plays and we are going to rely on the running game. Here's here's what I would hope. Here's here's my my feeling 
I now see for Zach Wilson. It's a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Okay, like you, you've got a great defense. You've got a you've got a defensive minded uh, head coach. You've got really talented skill guys. You've got and you know potentially all pro running back behind you. We got to build up the offensive line in front of you, but you know, mm. twelve to fifteen times a game, we need you to try to make a play, not twenty-five times a game, um, because it's just clearly not going to be. That's not who he is, and so um, putting him in the position of playing like Aaron Rodgers is what's killing him right now. He's still trying to emulate who Aaron Rodgers is out there, and it's leading to multiple interceptions and a ton of three and outs, and the second lowest offensive rate play in the league right now. I think I think the Raiders are running like forty something. I think we're, I think the Jets are just around 50 plays a game. And it's like, that is not winning football. Like, that is not going to, you know, time of possession stuff. The defense couldn't get off the field and the offense couldn't stay on the field. And so um, I think, I think that's what he needs to realize is I'm not that guy. Maybe I can be in the future, but right now, let me play like Ryan Tannehill. Let, let me just kind of bring it back a little bit, get first downs, hand the ball off, and just be, be, be comfortable in that box. But, He's not, and that's why I ultimately just go, he's not the guy, even though I, I hope that he could change his mind and not try to be the guy, if that makes sense. Hackett also got too cute in that he, to your point, Josh, that he was like, you know what the Cowboys are never going to expect? Us to rely on Zach Wilson to win this game. Well, <laughs> you, you Guess kind what? of We're here. boots on that one because you shouldn't expect Zach Wilson to win this game. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, you know exactly. what you're Yes. <laughs> oh my God! It's like David uh, career. That old joke from South Park. It's my turn. It's my turn. Oh my God! <laughs> All right. So uh, okay, before we go, we gotta go. Uh, we gotta go. We gotta get out of here. Um, real quick, Travis. Uh, we we did not give a sauce of the week award to Sauce. Um, he played well. Um, I think he. There's only like four or five catches that he was you know in coverage on and allowed but it was like for pretty de minimis yards so you know it wasn't like he gave up 100 yards it was like he gave up i don't know 30 yards or something like that so yeah. so uh but he was he was stuck on one side of the field so do you have a sauce in mind for sauce i do i do solomon right. thomas um he had a great game uh probably one of the the only uh defensive linemen i would give that to i thought bryce huff had a good game but i love bryce huff but i'm gonna give it to solomon thomas also shout out to continue the thread of mental health, you know, he was wearing the uh, the cleats in support of mental mm-hmm. health and suicide prevention. So uh, kudos to that guy. I like him more and more every single week. Uh, that's my sauce of the week. All right. All right. So not, 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 a, not a creamy all over that. Hat. Hollandaise all over Not a mother sauce. All right. All right. Mm-hmm. all right. Not a mother sauce. All right. Good. Um, yeah. And hey, congratulations, guys. We made it this whole podcast. And only now are we. Am I going to mention the referees? So, uh, so congratulations mm. on going a whole <laughs> podcast with only me bringing up uh, referees in an inorganic way. So, um, hey, so we, I mean, we, we yeah. put ourselves in the position for the uh, the referees to fuck us. So, can't blame them. Can't blame them. <laughs> they're gonna. They're, you know, we know. We know it's going to happen. So, like, we we just have resigned ourselves to the fact Ref, that ref's going to so ref. It, it sucks right. to suck. Right. <laughs> All right, guys. Well, I hope everybody hope you have a better week. I hope everybody has a better week. Be sure to rate and review the podcast and we will talk to you next week.